I recently switched out my winter wardrobe with my summer clothes. Do you do this too? Each time I have the opportunity to take stock of what I have, what I use, what I need to donate, and what gaps I'd like to fill. One of the funnest ways I've loved to fill those gaps is through Armoire, a clothing rental membership that can help you build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your online closet. The styles show up to your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles that help fill those wardrobe gaps without the major investment or commitment. For my first case from Armoire, I chose mostly summer dresses from Bowdoin, a brand I can't typically afford, and the chicest double-breasted black blazer from Paige that has honestly surprised me in its versatility. I have loved having more options in my summer wardrobe without the pressure of keeping them forever, and I've already been building out my online closet with Armoire, so I know what I want for my next case. For you expecting mamas, those working or style obsessed who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 292, How to Shift Your View of Money with Janae Chandler. This month, our theme is live abundantly, and we could not talk about this without first covering where I see myself and you, the listeners, suffering over the most lack, the most scarcity around, and it's money. So we are having an incredible expert on the show to talk about how we can shift our view of money and why this even matters in the first place. So to set this up, I want you to first imagine what you feel about towards money. Like if money were a person, what would your opinion be of money? (laughs) If money were a person, how would you feel about them? I think for most of my life, I would be like intimidated by money. Money would be some, some cool person far off in the social chain that I couldn't quite reach and that was important, but also someone I was a little afraid of and intimidated by. I've gone through many rounds of different relationships with money, and I'm sure you have too. Times where I've been afraid of it, intimidated by it, times where I have been numb to it, or just plain avoiding avoiding this relationship. I think a big shift happened when we bought our house in California, and that was eight years ago. And we went from, you know, me working as a teacher and barely making anything, frankly, but us being able to save every penny of what I made to then 
me quitting my job, staying home with our daughter, buying a house and using most of our savings for that. And then for the next seven, almost eight years, barely making it because of where we lived and the state of California. So my relationship really went to intimidated, but respectful towards money to terrified and going through phases of holding on to it so tightly because I'm so afraid and then spending it in ways that wasn't in alignment with my values and then being ashamed of that and trying to return a whole bunch. You know how the cycle can go. To me, scarcity really does breed fear and fear breeds scarcity. And it makes you act in ways that are not in alignment with your values. And money is no differently. The way we view it affects the way we spend it. That's kind of a mind-blowing premise, but it's true. The way we view money shifts the way we spend it. Now, there's quite a lot of talk these days about viewing money abundantly, and it kind of goes with some woo-woo things that I totally appreciate and I take a lot of value from, but I also think aren't totally grounded in reality. Looking at it only as flow and it comes easily in and out and you can just manifest what you want and need. And while I think that view is really valuable, and we're going to talk about that in the episode, how can you still look at money abundantly? This is the question I have. How can we still look at money abundantly, but still with wisdom? That's where Janae Chandler comes in. Janae teaches family finance in the School of Family Life at Brigham Young University, and she has worked with the State of Education, training teachers on personal finance education, and served on the board of several nonprofit organizations aimed at improving financial literacy in Utah. Janae and her husband, Josh, are the parents of four children, ages 5 to 12. And she teaches this in the way that I think you can see both the ability and power of shifting our view of money, but also being able to use it with wisdom and with alignment in our own values. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. We are quickly approaching our 300th episode, and I think it's time to celebrate. And not just me, like we need to celebrate each other and this amazing community. That's why we are holding a massive giveaway for the next few weeks as we lead into our 300th episode and also our four-year anniversary mid-November. Now, this is going to be super simple and easy to do. You subscribe, you leave ratings and reviews for the show, and you share the show. You can do just one of those. You can do all three. You can do it right now, or you can do it retroactively. I want this to be as easy as possible so that you feel so appreciated for what you've done to help about progress grow and to stick around. To do any of this, it's really easy. I want you to just go to aboutprogress.com forward slash 300 giveaway. There you'll see more of the details. And again, it's super easy to do. And then we will announce winners every week, gradually leading up to mid-November where we'll announce the big three. Now the big three, we have three big gifts that are each worth $300. It's kind of crazy. And those gifts will be for the people who have done all three of those tasks. Subscribe to the show 
left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. We're getting specific there and shared the show publicly on social media. I am so grateful for you and your support. And I hope you know that I want the show to last for another 100 episodes. And I'm doing my best to celebrate all that we have made together. So go to aboutprogress.com forward slash 300 giveaway to learn how and again, it's super easy, you guys so easy aboutprogress.com forward slash 300 giveaway. And that's linked for you in the show notes as well. Welcome to the show, Janae Chandler. We're so happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Well, you're someone that I have been online buddies with, and I have been learning a lot about money in general and budgeting. But this month, we're talking a ton about abundance, and we could not talk about abundance and not talk about money, because so much of that is interconnected in our own minds and our own meanings that abundance means a wealth like a wealth of money, a wealth of things, a wealth of experiences. And while we can talk about other things um, outside of the show with all of that, you're the money gal. So you're here to talk to us about money. So let's first tie that in to what is the most easy mindset to have about money. And what I've had like my entire life is the scarcity mindset. So why do you think it's easy to have that mindset about money? And what is the alternative? Yeah, that's such a good question. So scarcity is like the opposite, right, of abundance. It just means that we think of something as being limited in supply, which, of course, that's how the default for almost all of us when it comes to money, because we're thinking of budgets, and we know that there's like a certain amount of money that comes in, and we have different obligations for it. So scarcity is kind of the the default mentality that so many of us have with money. Um, But I think the way to, an, an alternative way to think about that is to sort of understand what money actually is. Um, Because we get confused about this. And it's not just like some of us, it's like pretty much every human being gets confused about what money is. Like maybe we learned about it at some point in a history class or in economics or something. And then we promptly forget about it and act like this doesn't even matter. But I think it really does. So when you think about it, money is actually something that we completely made up. It's like 100% human invention. Yes. And in fact, right, like it's just, it's just pretend. Um, and it's something that we all sort of agreed to along the way. But they actually know when this started. So like thousands of years ago in Babylon is the first like record of people using money. And they use these little clay tokens that how it worked is that people would gather their harvest in their grain and they would bring it to this common silo. And then they would get a number of tokens that represented how much grain they had brought to the silo. So the token itself had absolutely no value. And creating more tokens would not have done anything to make the people wealthier. The way they got more wealthy was producing more grain. And the same is true of money today. It just stands for value. It's a representation of value. But we start thinking that the money itself has value. And when we think of it that way, that's when it gets so easy to get into that scarcity mindset because the money may be limited, but value is only limited by our ability to produce. Does that kind of make sense? 
No, it totally does. It's one of those weird things. Like once you start thinking about it, your brain kind of turns inside out and backwards and you're just like, what? And how are we still doing this? And how does it work? And yet this is the foundation of how our society functions with the exchange of goods and ideas and things we need. So we can't pretend it doesn't exist. So how can, what, what is another way for us to look at it then? Like if we still can look at it as, oh, this is a representation of value, but I don't know, maybe you can help right. me finish that. Yeah. Guide me along here. Jenny. For sure. Yeah. No, I have a great, here's a great little illustration of this. So I have three daughters and when they were younger, their favorite thing to do was to play dress up. Like all three of them were into it. And one day they were playing dress up, but they weren't playing dress up with our actual dress up clothes. They were just pretending they had like, and they're pretending to like dress each other. And all of a sudden a fight broke out among them. I don't know if that ever happens at your household, but three I think girls... it's happening in the other room right now. I'm, I'm sure the audience can even hear it. <laughs> This happens, right? But the funniest thing is they were fighting over who could wear the imaginary crown, oh. like who could wear the pretend crown. <laughs> and my husband and I, like, we, like, we're trying to figure out what's going on. And then when we figured it out, we're like, now what? They're fighting <laughs> over a pretend crown. Like, don't they realize they just made that up in their mind? And they could just pretend a crown for everybody. Mm. <laughs> and in That's a hilarious. way, this is kind of, <laughs> isn't that funny? And this is sort of what happens to us with money. When we get, when we mistake money for its value, we start to just look at the limited supply of money, like in our checking account right now, right? They're like, that's a limited amount. But when you realize that money is this representation of value and that you have anyone in any circumstance has the ability to create value. And some of that value we exchange with money between ourselves, but some of it we don't. We produce, all of us are the producers of value. And what really creates a life of abundance is lots of production and lots of exchange. So the more willing we are to work hard to produce things that are of value to people, and the more willing we are to exchange that with other people, that's where abundance really is at. That's where it, it and, and it's awesome when it happens with money. I love money. I love everything about it. But it's also awesome when it happens without money. Both of those have huge potential to produce a lot of abundance. And really the most abundant life is a combination of those things. Ooh, yeah, that's so true. And, you know, my husband and I have this running joke about the secret because I watched it years ago. Actually, my therapist recommended it to me when I was at Brigham Young University, which seems so odd, but he was just trying to help me connect the dots about how you think about something is how you feel and how you act. But so much of what I did not like about The Secret at the time um, was that you think of things and you get you get it. And it's the same thing I hear now about how people are talking about abundance with money. And some of it I really connect to and I can see what they're talking about. So maybe you can help us understand how is this both similar to the idea of like looking at it with abundance, like the I love money mindset, you know? Um, so how can we balance that out with also reality too? Yeah, I love that. That's so good. So like, how does this connect? Like, it's like, 
the the dream of this is all well and good. And of course, I've heard those same things about manifesting money. Yes. And then it, you know, it, it appears. And, <laughs> and I, and like, I, yeah, I see it. Um, Go ahead. Right. Like, yeah, like it's not it's not like it is a little bit woo woo at some point, but it's not totally wrong. Like I obviously yeah. I like I've taught money to lots of people. So I have money converse. Like I know other people feel kind of squeamish sometimes, especially when it comes to like details about money. I'm not at all squeamish. Like I talk about, I've talked about money with people at every, every background, every income level. Like this is, this is a big part of my life. And you do see this connection between what people feel like is possible and how that translates into their own life. So I do think that there is like, there is something about sort of that abundance mentality that creates abundance. But I just think we get off when we confuse, when we, we confuse value and money there, mm-hmm. there one is standing for the other and money isn't the only thing of value. There's actually lots of things in value out there and marketers are more than willing to, you know, market everything that has to do with money. And sometimes we just forget about all of that other stuff in our life. We we forget to have that big picture on value. That's what I love so much about this conversation already is it needs to be twofold. It needs to be, like you said, an exchange of, of, of goods, but also of producing and exchanging and giving and living, um, that, which is so different than just only seeing money as worth and value. And I think we all know some rich people in our lives who have a scarcity mindset about money. And we also have experienced people who perhaps don't have as much, but have an abundant view of money. So like you're, like you're saying here, I don't think it's without truth, this idea of manifesting or seeing it differently and have, how it can change our meaning and, and relationship with it. Um, it's just hard. It's hard to get to that point. So we're going to get to that in a minute, like how we can do that. But I wanted to hear about your own experience with this. If this is something that you have had to shift your own relationship with your own view of money. For sure. Yeah. So I, um, I come from a pretty frugal family. Like it's, we're a family with seven kids and, mm-hmm you know, my, my dad went back to school when like we were all little and my mom was a stay at home mom. So there was some tight, some tight times. And my mom was amazing at taking the little money that she had and translating it into like a really abundant, wonderful life for us. But along with that came a little bit of a, a scarcity mentality, I would say of you have to hold on to your dollars really tightly. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, and I think, I think that is a, a big part of our culture and a lot of us have that. And what I am, have seen in my own life is that when I'm holding on really, really tightly, it really, it limits the possibilities in my life. So I don't give as freely and I don't receive as freely. So like when it comes to my, like I'm a big believer in budgeting and being thoughtful about putting our money toward its more its highest value, but I personally have loosened up a lot on my thoughts about this flow of of exchange of value, and I think that it really comes into play in my professional life. Like I think that there, 
like there's a little bit sometimes of scarcity and how much do I give? Do I don't want to give too much away? And I think that when you're approaching whatever you're doing in life from an abundance mentality, like for me, I have really seen when I create value, it flows back to me. And that's not just in the form of money, but just in a really broad sense. Like when I have this open-hearted willingness to serve those around me, it has flown, flowed back to me in so many ways. Like in, as an educator, like I have, you know, always approached my teaching with a lot of enthusiasm and, and that's always translated into like sort of moving into positions of higher and higher responsibility. And um, as a financial coach, I am, you know, I, I'm sitting down at the table with people really with the heart of a servant and thinking, how, how do I best serve this family? And in every case, that, has come, that value has come back to me. And so it, it, when I approach it from that mindset, it really kind of decreases the guilt and shame that sometimes comes with money or an exchange of money that like both sometimes when we're paying for something or when we're asking someone to pay, like we can kind of get a little weird about that. But when you realize in this sort of view of abundant money, both the payer and the payee that are, are richer off because of the exchange. And that's really what we're aiming for when we're exchanging is that both people will end up in a better spot than they were before because someone had something to give and someone had a genuine need. Mm. And then they, it really elevates both people. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Okay, this is so impactful. And again, I love that you're making the connection beyond just the money piece, but how, you know, they still connect together. Before we get into some tips I know I need from you on how to actually create the shift in our life, um, I want to speak to some of our women who are listening who I know are in the position of spending in their families more than they're bringing in just because of the nature of their roles. Maybe they are primarily stay-at-home moms or work-at-home moms and they're managing more of the groceries and, and clothes and budgeting and they might feel like they're in a position where they don't they don't literally bring in the monetary value, but they see much of it going out because of their responsibilities. So how can they still see this as an exchange and a positive one, even though they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily in the position of creating um, monetary value as part of that exchange? Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. And I, I 100% agree that I think sometimes as women, especially women who like our primary responsibility is managing the home 
we sort of shift into this view of ourselves as consumers. Mm-hmm. So we see ourselves as consumers and not producers. And and I, I, I don't know, like, I know that growing up, I thought that would be the coolest. Like, I just, I love that thought of, you know, I hope I just have plenty of money and can buy all the things I want. I think that's just what all the kids think, right? Mm-hmm. But then sometimes when you get into that position, that really is your job and you're thinking of yourself just as a consumer, it actually is, it's kind of draining. Like, it we is. find that like our human need is actually to produce more than it is to consume. Mm. And I I love when I'm talking to like when I'm financially, when I'm coaching women who are in that exact position without even changing anything they're doing in their life right now. Like I'm not saying go out and get a job or anything like that, but I'm saying shift your mindset. You aren't just a consumer. You are a producer in your family. And See how that is true in your life. In what way? Because it is more than true. And I do think women, we are, in just in general, both women who work professionally, but just women in general, we are giving lots of value without that flow of money back to us. And it can feel draining when we when we see it that way but but when i shift and think i'm a producer like look at the value that i'm creating that really in lots of ways is beyond anything that the world is creating as far as value like they're they're really producing things to to i'm the ultimate production like when you're working with human beings and you're producing human beings that's the ultimate form of human production right Mm. I love that connection so much, especially how you shift that. So let's move into how to actually do that. If you know, wow, like I am definitely the scarcity mindset and I hold on to it and I'm afraid of money and I don't love it. It's scary for me. And I want to shift more to an abundant mindset, but one that's also based in good judgment. What could I do if I was in that position to work on that shift? So good. So, and because this is, I mean, like a journey I've taken, but honestly, a journey I'm still on yeah. of, of, of realizing just because I, and, and people are both ways. And honestly, there's not like, so people often put themselves into a category of either being a saver or a spender. And I truly believe there's great value in both of those. So if you're in a relationship where one's a spender and one's a saver, I just think that's an amazing opportunity to bring the strengths of both of those to bear on your relationship. Hmm. Um, But I tend to be the saver. That's kind of where I'm coming from. So for me, it's really helpful to realize that the opportunity I have, like the act of budgeting is actually this opportunity to direct the flow of our money toward our highest values. Mm. And I like we, it isn't like, there's nothing about this money that it only works when we flow it around. Like, and I, I know that sounds crazy because we do save and we, we, but we want to be thoughtful about the flow of the money. So that means that we are going to save a portion of it to flow at a later time. We're going to control the timing of the flow. But what we're ultimately doing is trying to get it to flow toward the things that we value the highest. And a really like concrete, practical way for us to do this is to look at our budget 
And I like, I get to do this all the time because I look at people and their budgets, right? And it's really, really interesting to see in what ways our budget does and doesn't reflect our values. So an example that we have is that we, you know, often you would talk to people and they say something they value really highly is family. And then you can look at their budget and see the evidence of that, right? Like how I much you said gambling, your... you said family. I just want to make sure that was clear to the audience, but keep going. This is awesome. They, they, yeah. they value gambling. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> family. They value their, their family, right? Like okay. you say, oh yeah, I really value family. And for most people, I see lots of evidence like that is all, like if you look at your budget and you're in your like grocery bills and like you said, food and housing, like get a, a car that takes my family around, like probably a bulk of your budget does flow to family. So you're you're great on that, right? Like mm-hmm. your your value is high plus your spending is high in that category. But you might have other areas of your budget where there's a mismatch between your value and the spending. So one example is, and I think this happens again for women sometimes, we may really highly value our personal development. Like that is something that matters to us. And we see the value in it because we know that as we develop, that, that spills over into all these other areas of our life. But then when we go to look at the way we're spending our resources, there might not actually be a lot flowing in that direction. And when, when there's a mismatch, it's actually a really cool opportunity because that means that we have this opportunity to get our money right now. And a lot of times what's happening is our money's flowing somewhere that we don't value. So you might see it the other way. You say, wow, I spend a whole lot of money on X, Y, and Z. And that, that doesn't actually fit into my value system very well. So we think of creative ways of how can we take the money that right now is flowing toward things I don't value and direct it to the things that really are valuable. And what happens when you do that is absolutely abundance, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're taking money right now it's flowing to something that isn't bringing your family a whole lot of happiness or you a lot of happiness. And you're going to redirect it to something that is going to really be a high, high value um, production for your family and for yourself. It's so interesting that you brought that specific example up because in the work I do, I see that happen all the time. Um, Women who are really wanting to learn and to change, but when it comes to putting you know, value, monetary value on the line, they don't line up with what they're saying they need to do. And it's, there's, there's fear behind it because they're only mm-hmm. seeing what's going out instead of valuing mm-hmm. what's going to also come in as a result of that. And I'm not saying that means that people need to blow their budgets and, and that's definitely not the case, but it's just the view of it. You know, um, even, even in my podcast course, which is more of like a direct exchange, like here's information and, you know, it, it's not as abstract. We still get women asking all the time, how can you promise I'll get a return investment on this? Or how soon can I get a return investment? And, you know, because they're holding so tightly to it. And I get that very much because that's how I grew up. And that's still very much what I, how I am working on my own view of it. But I can also promise that if they go into it that way, that they'll never feel that they have enough return. There really, it's like, there's some kind of magic to this. There really is um, the, how you view it. I, so this, these tips have been phenomenal. Janae, do you have any others for them? 
Well, just like, I love that. And I think that that is, you know, exactly where I would go as well is that, um, the, and that's kind of what you're saying is this is like the magic part of it a little bit is yeah. the, it's really amazing when we sort of loosen our grip on how tightly we're holding on to things when we really open ourselves up to, to genuinely providing value to other people and allowing it to flow back to us. Like it's amazing what happens in, in that space. So I, I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with that. That's awesome. So Janae, now I want to learn about everything else. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, Janae, so tell me like, what's the best budgeting app and how do I get started on this? And so can we just take a quick minute here and, and let me just not bear my soul, but just put, peel back the curtain here and just there. <laughs> budgeting has been a, a strong, hard issue for us for years, but in a different way. We have not budgeted. And it doesn't mean we're spending money like crazy. The reason why we haven't budgeted is because our goal has been to spend as little money as possible. And so it, it was mm-hmm. became a fearful part of our relationship and our marriage because I was the one primarily in charge of it. And I'm just like, I got to get back on this horse just for my own peace of mind. So I can view it as this flow instead of like the restricted way. So for someone who's like me, who's ready to get back on the budgeting bandwagon, do you just have like one suggestion on where they can actually go and start and work on this? So I am teaching a webinar coming up that's called Why Your Budget Isn't Working. Because okay. Super <laughs> we didn't even experience. set this up, but the, this is amazing. Okay. Tell, tell us the title again, because I cut you off. No, you're good. Um, yeah. So why your budget isn't working. So the the idea is, so I've learned a lot about budgeting over the years. Um, I study about how brains work and how, our, you know, how our emotions influence our behavior. And there are some great hacks for your brain to create, if you understand a little bit about how you, we really operate when it comes to our real life and apply some of those things to budgeting, it's, it's like amazing what can happen with your budget. So I'm teaching a webinar on this where I'm going to tell you why your budget isn't working and show you how to create a budget that will work. Um, That's coming up on Wednesday, October 21st. I'm teaching one at 10 a.m. and also at 7 p.m. And you can register at my website, JanaeTalksMoney.com backslash webinar. Um, And if that date's passed, then you can still sign up and I'll send you the replay. Awesome. So yeah, I, I'm all about budgeting in, in the philosophical way, but in the practical way, 100%. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely what I need. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to, to officially be a grown up again and do this. Um, but Janae, this has been really helpful, like in ways I super needed. I know my audience needed it too. So they need to go to this webinar, which is, I'm laughing inside because we totally did not set that up. Like I didn't know the name of your webinar I didn't like it's just meant to be um so where else should they go though where else where else are you on social media where they can connect with you so you can follow me at Janae Talks Money on Instagram and I'm you know on my stories showing sharing my tips and insights um I have a whole bunch of saved stories on all kinds of topics that I have taught in my college classes with like insurance and taxes and I, um, you know, investing the basics of investing. So if there's, and I just tend to break it down into like a really, like I need it simple so I can understand it simply. And so that's how I teach other people just in 
simple ways that all of us can understand. So, Yep, I need that too. Janae, this has been amazing. I know we'll need you back on the show again to talk more about like specific budgeting stuff because we all need that as well. But I really thank you for your time and for being here and for being with us and teaching us so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I loved it. It's been such a good conversation. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. Before I share the progress pointers from this episode, I'd like to share a very short story about how we can shift our view of money. And as I've been working on that, uh, honestly, the past few years, but even since I interviewed Janae, I've been shifting a little bit more of how I'm viewing it. This weekend, we wanted to do something a little bit different as a family. My kids are going a little nuts in the house, which is so understandable. So many of ours are. And you know, we thought of different things we could do. And my mom told us about this spooky forest going on. And it seemed like a cute thing, but there was a price tag to it. You know, kids were $6 each and adults were $8. And as you added that up to our family, it was like around $40. And I was just thinking, is this really fun? Is this worth the money? And then I thought of, well, actually, this is what our family needs. We need some adventure. We need to get out. We need to do something different. So yeah, this is worth the value of creating some fun and some uh, a culture of adventure in our family too. And to you know, couple that, we tried to make some other wise choices, like we didn't eat out or do any other things that cost money that weekend. And we ended up having a really wonderful time. And instead of me in the past, like what I would have done, just constantly wondering every second of the activity that we were doing as a family, if it was worth the money. Instead, I was able to be at peace knowing like this is actually worth the value that we are trying to create in our family of having fun together and doing things that are different. That might not translate to something specifically for you, but I just thought that be a nice story to share. So let me share the progress pointers from this episode. These are notes I took so you didn't have to take them yourself. Number one, scarcity is the default mindset most of us carry about money. Two, when we mistake money for value, that's when we see it as limited. Three, we are all producers of value. Four, abundance is lots of production and lots of exchange together. Five, When we hold so strongly to money, we limit the possibility of what we can give and receive. We limit the flow of exchange of value. Six, when we create value, it flows back to us. Seven, mothers who manage the households are are producers, not just consumers. Eight, we have a human need to produce more than we consume. Nine, budgeting is an opportunity to direct value, to flow to our highest priorities. And 10, take stock. Does your budget reflect your values? Thank you, Janae, for being on the show again. I really hope that you sign up for her free class she is doing about why your budget doesn't work. And I'm signing up myself. This is free. And I'm getting nothing out of sharing this. I know Janae is so good at what she does. So I just want to remind you of the opportunity. And I will link to that in the show notes for you. And you can always find the show notes, by the way, by going to aboutprogress.com and clicking on podcast. And then just click on this episode that you were listening to. And you'll see all the show notes there for you if they're not in your app. A few reminders for you. This month is a Dear Progressor month. That means we get to have notes, voice notes submitted from our fellow progressors. And you can do that by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash be on the show. It's so easy to do. I personally would love to hear about your own experience of how you view money and how that has shifted for you over time or how this episode in particular impacted your view of money. Again, go to aboutprogress.com forward slash be on the show. Another quick reminder for you is our 300th giveaway. 
we are celebrating our 300th episode. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash 300 giveaway to see how it's so easy to be submitted in this giveaway. You can do any of the following or all three. You can do it in the present day, or you can even have it count for retroactive things you've done. Subscribing, um, sharing the show, leaving ratings and reviews are all there. And the big three is the one I'm so excited about, especially the big three gifts. So aboutprogress.com forward slash 300 giveaway is where you need to go for that. I'm so grateful for this community and I am so grateful that you take the time to listen. It means the world to me that we are still here and doing this. And I want you to know that I'm a work in progress too, especially with this money stuff, right? I'll see you soon. Keep growing. And remember life is about progress, not perfection. Four, we are all Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.